But there isn't any. There isn't any. There isn't any. No. Um, <laughs> Jeff was... Take, uh, Thursday, we went to Tulsa to uh, get our son loaded up. He's moved, moving out to Midland, Odessa. He'll be praying for them. And then I get back Thursday, and Jeff takes off for Omaha. So we're going old school today with no slides. So this takes some of you back, Charlie. This is what you and I were... We cut our teeth on this, didn't we? All we need is a Bible. That's all we needed. Um, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 today. Story is told years ago of the, the monk who, as he was traveling, found this incredibly valuable stone, precious stone. It didn't mean a whole lot to him. He always kept it in his bag with him everywhere he went. And a few years after he had discovered it, he was in a, a, a meeting with some other folks, a, a get together, and he was reaching in his bag to to get something in the in the stone fell out. And the guy beside him said, could I have that stone? And the monk said, sure, and gave it to him and went on his way. And about a week later, the man came and found him. And um, he said, I don't want this stone. I want something more. The monk was like, well, ask him for something more. He said, yeah, what do you want? He said, I want whatever you have that allowed you to give me that stone in the first place. That's what I want. And that, I think, sums up the message today as we continue through the Sermon on the Mount that that Jesus taught about this picture of the kingdom of God. Now, again, let me remind you, and I have to go back every week, because especially today, this lesson is built upon everything that has preceded it. We get to this point, I think, in our lives when we have worked on this other, right? That we are all welcome here in the kingdom of God. That we realize and we know that we are valuable, that we are salt and light to the world. That God says you are welcome and you have value. And then we go, we begin to work on ourselves and our emotions, and he, and he talked to us about anger and lust and bitterness and all of those things. We're not just going to let them flow through our lives. We're, we're, not going to, we're not going to allow them to be unchecked. That we're going to watch and we're going to take control of emotions in our lives. Then we're practicing not treating other people as objects of our needs and our wants and our desires. Every person is created in the image of God, and we learn how to love and to care for others. Right? So we're working on this. We're continually working on this. Learning how to become a person of integrity. And we keep our word. When we say yes, we mean yes. When we say no, we mean no. Then, of course, he talked about forgiving others and forgiving myself. And last week, the concept of chutzpah. Boldness and courage and going before God, the one who can make it happen. Putting all of our trust and our hope in God and saying, okay, God, this. The question was, um, what are you willing to do for it? What are you willing to give up for it? What are you willing to suffer for? And, and, and I thought about this. See, all of this gets us ready for today in, in what Jesus talks about. You know, in, in life, we tend to have these um, ideas of 
what it means to be successful or, or what it is that I need to work on next. Right? And hopefully as you're still breathing, you're thinking about what it is I can improve on. What's the next thing? The next thing, though, tends to be up there. Right? Now, just stay with me. It's it, up there. I tend to be down here. And so to go from where I am to where I believe God is calling me, it means that I've got to go uphill. Gravity works against us. We want to we want to learn something new. We want to learn a new hobby. We want to learn a new skill. We want to learn how to better relationships or marriage or whatever it is. Let me tell you something. It takes work to get there. Living in the kingdom of God takes work. Y'all learn to care for and love each other and listen to each other. Sometimes we won't agree. But we're intentional about the fact that we have been saved by the blood of Jesus. We did not deserve it. We do nothing to earn it. It is by His grace. And because He's, he's willing to invest that much in us, we say we're willing to invest that much for His sake and for the sake of others. See, there are really only three things that we have control of in this life. One is our thoughts. The other is our emotions. And the last thing is the actions that we take. That's really all we have control of. What we think, the emotions that are going on inside of us, and the actions that we take. Everything else is beyond us. And so, again, let me remind you that now this kingdom of God is, is putting into practice heaven come to earth. Right? We're going to live eternally with each other in heaven. And we all have our ideas of what it's going to be like and what it's going to look like. Are the streets really going to be, you know, gold? Is, you, you heard the joke about the guy that when he died, he took his big backpack full of gold up to heaven. Right? And he gets to the pearly gates. All heaven jokes have the pearly gates, right? So he gets to the pearly gates and St. Peter said, what you got there? He said, I got a bag of gold. He said, why did you bring asphalt here to heaven? I just thought of that. I, I didn't have that in there. Probably should have left that out, right? <laughs> um, and what heaven's going to be like. We all have these ideas and, 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 and thoughts about it. I think what Jesus came to say is, look, don't, you don't wait until you get over there. You'll start practicing heaven right now with one another. That's the kingdom of God. All right. So, here's, here is the principle. For today, before we even read the text, here it is. Singular purpose. That's what, I'm, that's what I want to develop in my life. Singular purpose. Looking out instead of looking in. Okay? So that would have been right up there on the TV. Singular purpose. Looking out instead of looking in. Chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Here's what Jesus says. Do not... Store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." You can read 
a hundred different interpretations of this text. Right? What does he mean? I, I get, don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth, right? Moth and rust destroy. But he says, instead, store up for yourself, for yourself, treasure in heaven. In other words, send it up there. Right? And what, what exactly does that mean? And there are some who believe that we have some kind of bank account up in heaven. That God's got an eternal bank account for us and that by the way that we live here on, on earth, we're sending up deposits and so that when we get to heaven, right, we, there, there may be degrees of um, eternity, degrees of reward that, that when you get there, right? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how you would do that. Um, I'm not sure that's the case. Think about this. What's the only thing we're going to encounter in this earth that will be up there? Right? Think about it. And it is us. Right? We're, we're the ones. And so I want to learn how to store up treasure. And I think this goes along with what Jesus is saying here. I want to learn to store up treasure there by practicing it now. I think when, when you look through what he's getting ready to say and you think about it, this is what makes sense. I began to invest in heaven by the way I invest in the lives of other people now. That I learned to connect that I learned to love, I learned to serve, I learned to give of myself for the sake of another. We all know about what happens when we try to store up treasure here on earth. Right? Stuff, material things. We think, oh, this next thing, if, it, if, I, could, if I could just get that purchase, you know, that would just make my life complete. And as you know, that the more stuff that you, that you buy, that we buy, that we continue to own, ultimately turns around and owns us and controls us. Can I get an amen? It, it does. You've got you to protect it. You've got to worry about it. You've got to clean it. You've got to wax it. You've got to buy insurance for it. And then you've got to make sure nobody takes it, right? You've got to watch out for those thieves. You've got to watch out for the rust. By the way, I, I read an interesting quote this week. <clears throat> Clothes that we wear all the time don't seem to, the moths don't seem to get them. Right? Think about it. The clothes that the moths get are what? In that closet, they've been there for 27 years. They smell like mothballs, right? We're doing everything we can to protect them. Then we go to the closet to get them like, whew, I can't wear that. That stinks. But the everyday clothes, moths don't get. We're, we're using them. So I understand that principle. So if it's not about investing my life in things, it's obviously about investing in others. Giving of myself to other people. Because listen, in the end, that's the only thing that matters. You and I, our legacy is not what we leave behind, it's who we leave behind. Say that again. Our legacy is not what we leave behind. Our legacy is who we leave behind. And what have we done to instill in them love and faith and character and righteousness and kingdom living? It's the only thing that matters. So here's what Jesus says then. 
Verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. And I'll come back to that in a second. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, well then how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money, or the word there is mammon. Verse 22 If your eyes are good, that's the way most, again, English translations um, translate it good. The word there is single. If your eye is single, then the whole body will be full of light. And that's why I say I think the principle today is singleness of purpose. Learning how to live life with a single purpose in mind. If you've ever tried to, again, learn a new skill, um, learn a new trade, try something different, you realize that it takes complete focus on that. Ever tried to read a big book? And you say, I'm, I'm reading this book. I'm going to make it to the end. As soon as you get about halfway through chapter one, you got to check the email, the phone, you know, rings or you get a text or somebody comes over and then you got a problem later on. And and, and, and always these things that happen in life. And if you and I are not singularly focused, and I'm just talking about a book here, everything else in life will will happen and we'll never finish, finish the project. We'll never finish the book. We'll never write the letter. Or we'll never write the book. Whatever it is um, that, that, that we believe that we're called to do. And so it takes singular focus. Which means, doesn't matter if the phone rings. Doesn't matter if I get an email. It doesn't matter if I have an issue that, that, that you know, uh, crops up somewhere. I'll deal with it. But I'm right back to the book. So he says, if, you're, if your eye is single. Now, when you look at this word, single eye, as it's used throughout the Bible, here's what it, here's what it has in mind. The word means this, um, singleness of purpose, that is, that is just hand in glove with generosity. So you literally could, if you wanted to, and some translations do, talk about the generous eye. But what Jesus is saying is if I learn how to have this singleness of purpose, which is generosity, which means, listen to me, learning to look out for other people. Right? So, so far in the Sermon on the Mount, we're all welcome in the kingdom and we're going to work and I'm working on my emotions and I'm I'm working on learning to see people as created in the image of God and learning how to forgive but now what Jesus has come along is saying, okay, and so this is going to take it up to the, uh, another level. We learn how to look with a generous eye. What is it I can do for that person, for this person, for you? What can you do for me? Right? It's not that you just hear an announcement and go, oh, you know, Brother Stan, you know, needs some new socks. Okay, I think I'll give him some socks. No, we're, we come in contact with, with Brother Stan and we're just watching his life. What does he need? What can I do? How can I bless him? Because that's our singleness of focus. 
That's our singular focus is we're learning how to watch and to give and to bless. See, so the other is true of what Jesus said. If your eyes are dark, right, there's no generosity. Life is only about you. Life is only about me. What can I get? How can I accumulate a little bit more? How can I make sure I'm secure? How can I make sure, you know, that if the, if the world falls apart, I'll be the only one that doesn't fall apart with it? How can I? Right? That, that's the idea of me. Me, 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 me. Jesus said, you're missing the kingdom of God here. The kingdom of God is, I'm looking, watching. I hear your tone of voice today is a little bit down. I'm putting my arm around you. How can I pray for you? I know you're going through a difficult time, and, and, and I have a little extra here. I, do, I just, want to, just want to give it to you. You take it and go be blessed. Right? That's single eye. Generosity. But it is my purpose in the kingdom of God is to have generous eye. It's my calling. It's our calling together to be generous and to bless. And he says then, look, you can't serve both masters, right? And here, and here I think is, and, and, and by the way, the word, um, you can't serve God in mammon, right? M-A-M-M-O-N in a lot of the older translations. Newer ones just translated money. Mammon, mammon literally means that which I put my trust in. And typically, it's translated like this. That thing that I put my trust in. As opposed to that person or that creator. So what Jesus is saying, look, church, we got to choose. What is our life going to be about? What am I going to focus on in the small amount of time that I have here on earth? You have to choose. You, have, you and I have to declare to ourselves and to God, look, this is my focus. And it's going to be on other things. Because I can't have both. You'll love the one, despise the other. Or vice versa. So Jesus said you have to declare it. And I have to work on this in my life. My wife does... Uh, million times better than I do at this. She has to remind me from time to time. And so I'm, I'm right in the struggle with you. I'm right in this learning how to function in the kingdom of God. Right? And so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a discipline that we learn, you know, just in, in visiting with each other. And we, and we talk to each other and visit, and, and, and instead of really focusing in on what they're saying and what they need, we're thinking, you know, boy, I hope my breath doesn't stink, or I hope I, you know, I, hope I didn't sweat out my suit today. Or, that's, that's all about me. It's a discipline. Church life is short. And it's shorter for others, for some, than others. And in the end, there's only a few things that will matter. So remember these things. This would, this would now pop up on the TV if we had slides. Okay, ready? Number one, life is an investment. Invest in others. 
Invest in others. Number two, every day I want to keep an eternal perspective. Wouldn't that be a great thing? My perspective today is eternal, not just what are we doing for lunch. Keep an eternal perspective. Because ultimately, we are the sum of our habits, our experiences, and our relationships. That's it. We're the, we're the sum of our habits and our experiences and our relationship. So here's my challenge to you. Practice this week. Practice this week in looking for someone to generously bless. That's our single eye. Find it. Don't tell anybody. Right? You tell people that it violates what Jesus said earlier in chapter 5. Don't go around blowing your trumpet. Keep it quiet. Bless somebody. See, everybody can do this. We can do this. We can bless. Time, money, your valuable stone, whatever it is. Bless somebody. And we've got to practice this. Practice this. Practice this. So it becomes a part of our lives, living in the kingdom of God. In the movie Gladiator, Maximus says this, What we do in life echoes in eternity. What we do in life echoes in eternity. So again, the question is, what what are we giving our lives for in the short time that we have? What's most important? And the discipline is learning how to look out with single eye instead of looking in with the dark eye and making a difference in someone's life. Because again, you never know when that little thing you do to make a difference in their life may end up changing their eternity. That's the power of the kingdom of God. So let's go out this week and let's generously bless and practice what Jesus called us to be. Okay? Let's stand and sing the invitation song, and if we can pray for you this morning, you can come to the front right now.